Hi, I'm Ash Costello from New Year's Day and the Haxons, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially Um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very, been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone. And it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel, accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. You got Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle, and uh, this is a this is a first for my show. I get to catch up with somebody that probably has no recollection that we've met before in the past here in the Cleveland area, but uh, I knew her back as, but here is the lovely Nadia North. How are you doing, Nadia? Good. How are you? Good, good. So uh, usually when I, ha- I know we, ha- there's a lot that I, I wanted to talk to you about, but usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I, I like to get a little bit of a background. So like, where did you grow up at? Um, I actually grew up in Berea. Oh, Okay. Yeah, well, I was in Chicago, and then Berea. My dad was uh, um, in the Navy, so yeah, so we moved around a lot, and then we ended up finally in Ohio. So, oh, nice, nice. And then, uh, like, 
what did you originally want to be when you grew up? Um, I guess it depends what age. You know, like when we were like all different ages, like when I was super little, I guess um, I wanted to, I wanted to work on motorcycles because that's what my dad did. So he was always outside working on motorcycles and VW bugs. And I would be out there working on engines with them. So that's kind of why I'm a gearhead. So nice. and I ride and I ride motorcycles and then went from there to be a doctor because I wanted to help people. And then I went from there to um, I visited the at the time, the BP building downtown. OK, yeah. Cleveland, and I was like, I want to be one of those girls who's like way up there and like the suits and like the red bottoms and like running everything. And so, yeah, then I ended up going to school for biochem and then went into corporate real estate. Nice. So, yeah. You've done a little bit of it all. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, like when, what age would you say you were when you like first kind of discovered your like sexuality? Um, it depends. Like, what do you mean by sexuality? Well, um, just like, you know, that you're an attractive woman and, uh, you, uh, it, it was probably like, you knew that guys were willing to, you know, do, uh, go out of the way to like, uh, I guess, you know, the boys in school are like, Oh, you can't carry your books and stuff like that or whatever. Like when was it that you knew you had a little bit of power there? Um, you know what? I still see myself as just like a normal girl. I think that everybody has a different look and that's what makes us all so unique. And it, that's why this world is so amazing. And in high school, I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I never, I never slept with anyone in high school. So I was a total virgin until I got married and most people don't know that. So I was actually one of those good girls. So I was like a late bloomer, if you would say. So I don't know. I was always just nice to everyone. And I didn't see myself that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no, either, it makes sense. yeah. So I just, I was just kind of down to earth and had a lot of guy friends. So I think that that's, what grounded me a little bit, you know, but I guess like later on, I wanted to try to experiment if that's what you mean, then yeah. like that side of me came out, but I never saw myself as like, Oh, I'm going to use, you know, looks or whatever to get what I want. I was just never like that. But I mean, yeah, I wanted to experiment with stuff later on. I was like, Hmm, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, nice. And and like, what, what, when did that like, uh, come out? Um, you know, it was different times in life and it just depended what I was doing. I mean, I took a, um, let's see. I mean, I obviously I was curious about girls and things like that. So, you know, I experimented with that and that was fun. So, um, you know, there was just different things and then I wanted to try different photography and things like that. And I ended up being in a bunch of magazines. I was, um, in like, you know, way back in the day I was in like Playboy and Gallery and Hustler and, you know, a bunch of those. And then I took up uh, like belly dancing. So I'm a belly dancer still. And I think that gets you in tune with your body. And it's a very sensual dance. So that's where you start to learn like, ooh, seduction. You know, so I think seduction is huge. So it's all about like the mind and how you can move your body and looking at another person you know, male or female and understanding their needs and their wants and understanding their breathing and their actions. So, you know, it's more than just that. So I look into all of that. 
And then when did you like branch off from like uh belly dancing to like, you know, uh in the in the adult uh Cle- the local Cleveland adult uh industry where we first um, met? Yeah, I really don't talk too much about that. So um, you know, I did appearances and things like that, if that's what she meant. So yeah, I did things like that back in the day, but um I don't know. I had my daughter young. So, you know, I opened up um, businesses and did that when I was younger. I had had no debt for college. So that paid for college. So that's what that was. And then I went on and worked like a normal job and did all that. But I did have a modeling contract. So I was going back and forth out to LA for a while in between that too. So I was very fortunate. So I was raising my daughter on my own. So, yeah. And then um, obviously I met, uh, you know, Peter later on. And then that's where that came from. So. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was saying, like back, back in the day when I uh, used to be taking it back to the Navy, um, my reserve unit um, was local here in Cleveland. And I was the guy that they'd always send out because of my connections in the Cleveland music and entertainment world to recruit procure us some talent and stuff. And that's where we had met. Yeah. Um, that one time you guys did that party for us and stuff. And to this day, the guys, when we get together for reunions, the old timers are like, remember that one party and that's stuff. Awesome. So. I'll have to, I'll have to stop by one of these days and just like come in give you guys some eight by tens and just say hi to everyone. Yeah. I'll let you know when we do not plan another reunion and stuff. Yeah, that would be great. That would be really great. But uh, so then like, you know, you are, you just mentioned, uh, you know, getting into the industry and then your, your husband, which is your ex-husband, which we wanted to kind of discuss, like, I mean, you know, back in the day, like too, when, when I was living that life, uh, in the, in the Navy and the, the partying and the drinking and, and stuff like that, you know, of course we were always like, you know, we would trade like uh, porn videos, like it was trading baseball cards and stuff like that, you know? So it's like, yeah. So it was like, you know, Peter North was like a guy that a lot of us other men were like, wow, you know, he, you know, that that's somebody we kind of like, I guess in an odd way would put up on a pedestal, you know, because of, uh, he had like that, you know, like hit, like he, his junk got bit by a radioactive spider or something. He had that extra gift, that ability to like paint fences or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, hearing after you being married to him, hearing this other side, you know, of him, um, I guess we'll just like, let you get into the, to, to the story. Like when you guys first met and were dating and then, um, got married and then what it turned into. Well, obviously, I, you know, he was very charming when we first met, you know, I thought I found like my Prince Charming, honestly, you know, he said all the right things. And um, I mean, he involved my son uh, when he proposed to me, he had a place in Maui and flew us out there and proposed to me in Maui and brought my son with. And I mean, he seemed perfect, you know, um, he actually, pro- he proposed to me a couple of times, actually. So, cause I, uh, broke it off a few times and then he proposed to me again, um, on a gondola thing because I, in Newport, you know, just cause of the abuse, people didn't realize I actually broke it off a few times before we got married. So, um, and then we actually ended up getting married in Ohio and most people don't know that. No, so, I 
Yeah. So um, for his birthday, he begged me to marry him. And uh, we just got married at a courthouse in Ohio. So, you know, in Northeast Ohio. And um, I flew back because I kept a place um, in Ohio because, you know, I have family there, you know. And we still had the place in Newport Coast. And, um, you know, we ended up doing that. I just got done shooting a bunch of movies because I was the only one running the company. You know, so I would direct and produce and um, you know, I just got done shooting a bunch of stuff. I was like exhausted. And uh, he's just like, you know, please marry me. That's all I want for my birthday. And I fell for it. So, you know, married him. And then I got really bad, <laughs> you know, so it was like a... Yeah, not long after that, everything went really downhill. So, but yeah. So there was like kind of, I mean, you said there was a little, some red flags, I guess, looking back now. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was actually arrested um, before. He was arrested um, actually three times and people don't realize that he was arrested um, in Irvine, California. So while we were dating and then he laid off and, you know, didn't, he just exploded one night. It was really scary. And it was out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't do anything, you know, and he was on um, steroids and all that kind of stuff, but still it was just like a, a temper he had. And we were always like on almost like opposite coasts, if that makes sense. We were flying between Ohio and California all the time. Cause I had my son and I'm like, look, if I'm running your company, then, you know, cause he couldn't perform. He doesn't do that, that, pop shot anymore no he can't can't do it anymore physically so a lot of the times like guys in the industry this is just like information for guys in the industry like or guys in general they go to extremes um you know to be able to stay you know hard and everything else so they start injecting like with needles and then it yeah it's called like i believe caverjack and um that'll make you stay hard but then it uh, develops scar tissue inside of your penis. So then that scar tissue, you know, goes like this, but then it makes you wider and then it starts to shorten. So do you know what I mean? So yeah. He yeah. Literally, yeah. He didn't think he could actually even really have sex anymore until he met me. So that was one of the things too, that he was obsessed with because he told me I was like a natural Viagra for him. Like he never had an issue. So, but he just couldn't do his pop shot, but he had no problem getting hard at all. He didn't have to take anything. But um, by the time I came around, like he was nine and a half inches around. I mean, wow. that's huge, you yeah. know, because I think it before, I don't know what it was, like six or something. So, yeah, but he couldn't do his pop shot. So that's why his company was kind of like declining. So I came in and um, we made up the, well, I, you know, we talked about it. We were going to get married anyways to the Nadia North. And I made him into like a family man and like a, this loving husband. And this like, I totally changed his image from that young girl, whatever, you know, to like this guy who's a great husband. So that was our image as a couple. And then all of a sudden our numbers went through the roof and the company was making money. So that's what happened. So then he was like, okay, you got to keep working. So yeah, I was kind of, I don't know. He was obsessed with it at that point. So I didn't realize the company was like losing money, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, and, and that makes sense too. Like, you know, how like you, uh, 
I mean, became like his fountain of youth or his muse. Mm -hmm. But that image that you guys put out there, mm -hmm. um, you know, because like being involved in the Cleveland area, there are uh, photos of you guys out together at like uh, mushroom head concerts and stuff yeah. like that were yeah. popping up with some of my friends. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's I, I love them. And actually, um, I was collaborating with them and we were going to do like music together and, um, you know, and have them do everything. And that was all me. That wasn't Peter. So we were talking everything else, but we just, he was just so unsteady. He wouldn't go to any of their concerts or anything like that. He, he was too good for that. He doesn't do anything like that. And, you know, he's just not like that. And then we went to the studio. He went to the studio just once while we were, you know, you know, doing stuff. And I was sitting there editing. And then I actually got beat up that night after we left. And, um, you know, Jackie, who's a sweetie with Mushroom yeah. Head, you know, she was somebody that I could talk to and became a really good friend, you know, and, you know, she was there for me and because it was hard to be able to talk to anyone because everybody was like, you guys look so perfect. Just yeah, like, exactly. when he, That's what yeah. It like. yeah. And when he was arrested the first time, um, I literally had to fly out to Denver to Exotica and go on air with Sirius XM, you know, for Vivid, you know, in Ex at Exotica. So he literally went out and bought me long sleeve like dresses. <laughs> so it would cover the bruises. So here I am on air, you know, in Denver. And, um, you know, I'm here, my, you know, my fiance, because we weren't married at that time, you know, we were going to be and that's when I called it off was actually just arrested. And then he, he bailed out. So nobody in, knows that. And I'm like, oh, life is great. You know, we're we're so happy, <laughs> you know, like because I'm thinking company and image. But how many stars and celebrities do that? If you think about it, you don't know that anything is wrong until mm -hmm. later. Literally, there's somebody knocking at my door right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Dude, I'm supposed to get a washer, but I was supposed to get it yesterday. So I just wanted to be able to tell him be like, Hold on one second. Is that okay? Hold on yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Sorry, hold on. Hey, baby. This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount 
forward slash Moondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's Moondog sent you. As I'm running around like, hey. <laughs> all right good yeah i'm glad you uh mentioned uh you know being that that relationship and having jackie to reach out to and stuff too it's like i've known her and her family for years they're amazing oh, they're so people cool. and yeah. uh like i've got two daughters and growing up you know i would take them when they were little to some of her shows before she joined mushroom head and stuff mm-hmm. and she was always just like so kind and doting on them and stuff so She's, you know, she is a firecracker. Like she like was skinny and stuff. She was like, before she's like, I could do it by myself. I, you know, I'm my own girl. And like, she was awesome. And I loved her for that. And most people don't know too, that um, I used to work uh, like Ohio bike week and stuff like that. So I used to work with artists. Okay. So I did like Chillicothe and Wetzelin. So I used to do the whole music industry stuff too. So, I, you know, I've done all that. So I've, um, you know, I'm used to that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of funny, but yeah, they're awesome. And they're so talented. I mean, they're literally artists. They're per- such great performers, what they do. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I've been friends with them since like 95 and stuff. So it's like when I, mm-hmm. me and me and skinny, were having kids around the same time frame or mm-hmm. like a couple of years apart. So we'd go to each other's kids' birthday parties and stuff like that awesome. and baby showers and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got a long history with them. They're very cool. They're very nice. But I liked what you you mentioned too, how on the outside, how things looked, but how, and that's kind of like our day and age with social media too. Everybody only puts their best stuff out there. You yeah. don't know what's really going on behind the scenes, but um, you said that a lot, your like uh, views and stuff went up when you guys had that like happy husband wife image going out there and it seems like maybe that's what like people were really craving for because growing up and watching you know uh adult films and stuff I know it gave me like a jaded sense of what like a relationship a loving relationship was you know Mm -hmm. uh personally for myself and like how many relationships I ruined because I was chasing you know alcohol drugs and sex to numb something that i was i needed to work on on the inside and like i said i've got two daughters now and that definitely changed you know as i've gotten sober and grown up i've got two daughters i got a different image now on how i look at women and how i want them to look at themselves so like what uh do you think that played a role in why the views went up that maybe people are craving that too um you know what I took it like I was kind of excited to brand him. I mean, honestly, because I wanted to be that positive couple to people. So I was excited about it in the beginning, like, honestly, and it, it wasn't fake what I wrote. Like it was, um, you know, it was real. Like I wanted to people to look up to, you know, couples and stuff and just be like, hey, we're not the only ones who want to experiment. And I would go and do seminars and talk to these couples and just be like, you know, it's okay. Like, and I would tell them like, look, if you're not comfortable doing this, then, then don't. Or like, they would ask me like, um, we would have like meet and greets for like the women and stuff. And they would just be like, well, how do we approach this? Or, 
I had um, more extreme classes too, but nothing like, you know, bad, bad. But, um, but I just wanted them to know that, you know, it can be sexy. It can be erotic. It can be totally, totally hot, you know? And I took away the whole, like, degrading the women. If you notice, like, after I took away the, like, took over the company, there was no more on the face and, you know, all that stuff. And it was more like, okay, more loving. And there was kissing and just, it was just more, it was just real. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I want to believe it could be that. Yeah. It seemed like some parts of the industry take it to like a whole degrading and abusive level. And, and I mean, your time in, you know, you were in that, you, you discovered you were, you know, the, you were in a, abusive relationship with a with a man you thought was something else but did you notice that there was more like him in the industry or um what do you by what do you mean is there does it seem like more of a was that like more of a norm where the where the men are like degrading and abusive or um i wouldn't i don't wouldn't say that i know that like um during the time that i was with them i don't know if you know you probably know about like ron jeremy and stuff Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened. Um, cause he actually was at a few of the conventions that I was at and, um, I witnessed some of that actually, cause he did the same thing to me. He grabbed my, my, um, you know, my backside and literally he had these like fingernail things on that were like, uh, metal and literally, uh, scratched me and I was bleeding. I had to go wow. to the back room and I'm thinking what a jerk, but see, He's the same thing as like, Peter, who's really going to care or believe you, if that makes sense. So you get up to a certain statue in our industry and then people just kind of look the other way. And that's kind of what happened with Peter. So here I am going, okay, this is going on. And I reached out. I did. I did reach out to some people in my, you know, that were up there in the industry that are supposed to help us. Right. And um, the one, even the one lawyer, he was intimidated by him and told me, I mean, at least he was honest and told me, but I mean, the whole situation was just really hard. And even to this day, you know, even like uh, our adult news, like um, even like ABN and stuff hasn't um, published it because they just, you know, everybody kind of just, even though there's a tape out, you know, that even says, I mean, I don't know if you heard that audio. No, I haven't. Yeah. He literally says I, he was singing jingle bells and I'm gurgling cause he just gets on kicking, you know, my head and shoving pills down my throat. And I was throwing up from the, him with, you know, my head and everything. And, um, he's saying, I'm so sorry. I almost killed you as I'm passing wow. out. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, how is this guy? you know, still walking around. I mean, I, I don't know where he's at and they either does, you know, my lawyer or, and he hasn't shown up for, you know, half of the stuff. So he, we just had court last week and he didn't show up. And the thing is, is that he would get away with this if I didn't have, um, if I wasn't so <laughs> determined, I guess, to just stand up for other women, I just want him to be held accountable and I feel like everybody just kind of like left me alone and just like, 
okay, you're on your own girl. Like, we're not going to touch it because it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, it's like, almost sounds like, like he's like a godfather or mafiosa, like untouchable. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, Mm -hmm. so far up there or whatever. And it's like, like I said, so many, like myself included, you know, was a, was, you know, growing up, he was like one of the guys that we looked up to like, man, I want to be like this guy or whatever when we were, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, of course my, where I'm at today with my life and what I look for is, you know, totally different spectrums after being in recovery and having, you know, my daughters and trying to be, you know, raise them to be more like where you're at standing up and trying to encourage and empower other women and stuff. You know, I mean, I'm not by any means, like, I mean, I do have PTSD bad now. I'm not going to lie. Like that's something that, um, you know, I'm struggling with that's new in, um, well, not new. It happened after, cause he, he attacked me, you know, twice. It was always from behind too. a real man. Serious. I mean, it shouldn't hit a woman, any, um, you know, a woman anyways, yeah, but exactly. it was always from behind never when I was facing him. So I had no idea when it was ever coming ever, you know, and then he opened my car door in a parking lot one time and elbowed me in the face and tried to take my phone. So, I mean, I have a fear now of like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I literally have a service dog now, a German Shepherd, who's actually a protection dog. So she's got a bunch of training and stuff. But, um, you know, I put her in my SUV and it makes me feel better. But my heart rate still goes up. I still jump and I feel so silly because I don't I think you said you have PTSD. Correct. Did I hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's just 20 years in the military. I'm like. So I can relate to what you're saying. Like, I still like, like to have my back towards the wall if I go out to eat and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, It's hard because like, I could feel like my face starting to turn red sometimes, like, cause I know my heart rate is getting up there. Cause I just, you know, my, I get anxious still, you know, out in public and, um, it just depends. Like sometimes I'm okay, you know, and, um, you know, but yeah, I'm still getting over that. So that's part fun. of why I do this podcast as well is it's more, it's like uh therapy for myself, because like I said, you know, I mean, I'm in, you know, all the crutches I used to use to deal with my PTSD and anxiety, the drugs and the alcohol and all that. Yeah. I don't have anymore. I'm learning to live life on life's terms. And this helps me get out of my shell and have normal conversations with people again, right. you know, and helps me with my anxiety. So um, yeah, I can totally relate and understand and that description you gave of like the with the audio tape he's singing jingle bells after he just i mean the movie american psycho totally comes to mind i don't know if you've seen that movie christian bale yeah 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 i totally just i mean because you know having to have that perfect look and everything and Mm -hmm. just that narcissism and whatever it's like wow (laughs) and you honestly like um have you, I had to look it up because I didn't know about it, but you know, like um, Robert and Bonnie Blake or Blakely or whatever it was where he, the actor who killed his wife and then they went to trial. Oh, know. Wagner or whatever? No, Blake or whatever. Uh, oh, oh, oh Robert Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I talked to actually uh, his lawyers because, you know, they started uh, my civil suit or whatever, but um, they even said he's such a monster. He's just, they described him as a monster. And I mean, they represented that, you know, that family for, you know, that case. And I'm thinking, and they're calling Peter a monster. I mean, he's just sick. Like, 
he's just he'll he'll he's got this thing in his eye like when he was over me choking me and that's something like it's a hold i just can't get out of you know when somebody's over you and they're choking you like that he's just got these really long arms and i just especially when you're not seeing it coming and the way he does it and um you know i just have to beg for my life that's it and then finally like his, his pupils almost like change it's like really weird you know and then when he came um to the house during the restraining order and, you know, the whole, when he raped me, you know, okay. um, and drugged me. So again, uh, you know, that was, you know, geez Louise, it's just, he's just crazy, you know, and it's scary not knowing where he's at either, but the, oh, yeah. it, it helps me talk, I guess, kind of like this and, um, you know, kind of just be a voice. And I'm hoping the more I get out there and talk about it, that maybe other women will, you know, start to speak up and, you know, be like, hey, I've been through that too. Or, hey, if she can do it or just listen to, you know, what's going on and be like, hey, I'm not alone. Maybe some, it'll help someone, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, you know, with the, when the Me Too movement, you know, came out in Hollywood, you know, and, and more women started feeling more comfortable to come out and speak up. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, more women haven't come out that have been involved with Peter in the past or anything, or have they? I, yeah, I've actually, yeah, I've talked to um, one of his exes. He doesn't have too many exes. He's only been married once and that's to me. So it says on like the internet, he's been married twice, but he hasn't. I've been the only one he's been married to. And he won't sign the divorce papers. Like he told me he won't, he'd rather kill me. Like he's said it multiple times. He's said it at court and everything else, you know, he just hasn't signed the divorce papers yet. But um, yeah, I've talked to one of the girls that he was dating briefly and she said that she was so terrified. She even like changed her number, but she sat down and talked to me one time and said that she was just so terrified of him. She couldn't do it. And she wouldn't call it. She wouldn't call the DA back or anything. Okay. Yeah. Man, and then there was another one. He was um, not, he's never been engaged, but he was with her for a, a while, like a couple years, but he literally had a private detective follow her around forever. And I found the, the file and it was labeled Satan. That's when he labeled it. And he had this private investigator follow around. There was over 200 invoices in there and it was just to make her life hell. And he tried to say that she was using the company card for, you know, um, private use and was stealing money. And I'm thinking, no, because like he would, you know, we would use that card and he'd be like, hey, go get your nails done because you have to like be seen, you know, and it was the same type of places I was going to. So it literally got ruled that she had to pay him back. She she finally buckled and, it, and he won because he has money. And it's kind of like what I'm going through where and this is costing a fortune. And I I'm about ready to just I, I've been ready to almost fold a couple of times like I can't do this. He just buries you with not showing up or he pled the fifth. Like I can't even tell you how many times he's pled the fifth because he was facing felony charges. So then I'd have to, you know, come back another 30 days. It's just, he plays the system and he, he's just, that's how he gets away with stuff. It, now, I mean, how it, it sounds like too, it's like, I mean, this is just him doing it or is he like, I mean, very well connected or, and is all this money from his time in the industry or does he have like, money from 
the past or family or something or no it was from in the industry but like i said it was all from like pretty much um assets and then we ended up after i got the company going we sold the company so i own the rights to all my stuff but he never gave me any of my stuff so like you know i'm kind of like in this limbo right now so i'm gonna like all right but um he actually sold yeah all of his rights to all of his stuff but um so yeah, he got money from that and and then he drained all of our accounts. So he, I he gave me nothing. Not like anything. So as soon as he got out of jail the, the first time in that um that 9-day span, as soon as he got out of jail that day, like it was at night when he um did it, you know, but that day when he got out, um he went straight to the bank, drained every single account we had down to zero. And then I was in the shower, mind you. I look up and he's standing there. Talk about the freakiest thing. Like it literally was like something out of a movie. And he, and he's just like, cause we have this huge, you know, master um, bathroom. And then he just comes over, opens the shower door, the glass door. And he's like, I thought we weren't involving the police, baby. And was just staring at me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to die. Like, this wow. is not good. You know? So, yeah, he told me if I was a good girl, he might give me some money to go, like, do something. But, yeah, I was stuck in the house for a long time after that. He'd hide my keys, my laptop, any way to communicate. We used to have a guard gate. We lived on top of a hill that overlooked, like, the ocean. So, you know, just kind of stuck there. Nowhere to go. Well, you, you experienced lockdown before COVID, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much, you know. Wow. Or, yeah. But, you know, I did, um, I did, I think I made a difference though for some of the girls though in the industry, which makes me feel better because nobody knew what I was going through. So when I was on set, he wasn't usually there hardly ever. And I would make it like real perky. And I was just that, that would be kind of like my getaway when I was just directing, if that makes sense. So I, I would talk to the girls and I've had a few of them that started to cry. The one girl thought she was too big to be there. And I'm like, baby girl. I'm the one who booked you. I, I know what you, I knew what you looked like, like you're beautiful. What are you talking about? You know? And I had quite a few new girls tell me, um, you know, what they were expected to do on other sets. And I go, no, they should never ask you to do that. Like, you see how my set goes, this is what you're getting paid to do. Like if somebody asked you to do anything more than this, that's not okay. You know? No. Yeah. So, um, I believe them how to advocate for themselves. Stuff. Right. Cause they just didn't know, you know, so I really, truly, and I actually paid a few and sent them home because it was their first time and they started to cry and they're worried about their family and they're in college. And I'm like, you know what? You really need to think about this. This is like going to be out there forever. And I still paid them and sent them home. Yeah. You know? and, like, and, and, you know, being there yourself, having that gone through that, you know, you yeah. could totally relate and yeah. what, who better to help, yeah. Um, figure these things out and walk through these choices than somebody that's been there. You know, that's right. like what we try and do in recovery to help other alcoholics or addicts behind us. You know, we share our experience, strength and hope. So, right. So yeah, they didn't know what I was going through and um, you know, but I was trying to help everyone else. So the way I dealt with what I was going through was just helping everyone else, you know, so they could talk to me anytime. That's why everybody was so shocked. I was always the one who was very poised, very classy, um, always had it together. You know, the boss lady, you know, I didn't swear. It's like, you know, 
I was always just like that girl, you know? I mean, my crew started to notice cause um, I was holding my side a lot cause he broke through three of my ribs mm. and then he still made me perform. He's like, well, we still have deadlines. Cause we had to do um, deal memos and DVDs. And I had so many different things I had to do. Like we had broadcasts, we had, I literally had so many jobs cause he had me take over so many different positions. Cause he's like, well, if you can do it, why would I pay someone? I mean, literally he was working me to death, but he wasn't paying me. So it, it was terrible. Like I had no time to do anything. So it was just, I'm holding my side, but I'm still performing. And then I'd have to direct and, you know, my crew started noticing and they're like, are you okay? And then he had me do, um, more than one scene in a day. And I'm talking not easy scenes and nobody does that, you know, in my um, editor who works for Adam and Eve, he actually went to Peter and said, look, we really had to filter her on the one because she was so raw. Like, why are you doing this to her? But he wanted to save money on location costs. I mean, and, it sounds like a power thing as well, you know, with him. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he didn't care. I was just, you know, he didn't care. He pushed me as much as he could. So, yeah. So when did it get to the point where it was finally like, you know, like, all right, enough's enough. And you were able to escape and, and get out of that situation. When it was those two times with in those nine days, you know? So when I was finally able to go, um, that, that second time, and then I was able to get that restraining order. So that was when I did. And then, um, yeah, so that that was that's when I did, and then he broke it a few times. So that and he was calling the guard gate constantly. I mean, I had to highlight it, and they had to talk to him because we he was constantly trying to monitor when I was going in and out of the gate, and what I was doing, and yeah, and they had people following me. So stuff like that still goes on, but you know, I'm actually in an undisclosed location now. I'm not even you know, where I normally am. So I feel safe, yeah. you know. And so. like, uh, when you were able to, you know, finally get out of there, I mean, when's, when's like the last time that you actually have physically seen him then? Mm. I'm trying to think when we were in the same room, cause, cause of COVID things have been a little different. You know what I mean? Like we've done zoom, but, um, we're doing the civil suit right now and we're doing the divorce. So um, he hasn't shown up at all to the civil suit. The trial was just set. So we have trial coming up. So an actual trial for, um, for the, you know, the rape and everything else. So um, yes, I, I don't even know, maybe December, last December, if that's right. I can't even remember. I'm not sure. And then when, uh, I mean, so you've, you've moved on, you're, you know, living, trying to live your life again. Um, you know, because yeah. I actually had surgery not too long ago too, because he, he messed up my spine. So I'm still getting over injuries and stuff that he did to me. I've had to have injections in my, um, my scapula and my shoulder and, all of that. So I've had to do all kinds of stuff. So I literally have had, and I have to have another surgery on my spine. So wow. it's like physically hard for me to like 
sit too long or, um, you know, be in a car too long or anything like that. So it's limited me to a lot of stuff now. So it's, it sucks, you know, cause you just, you want to be able to be back to your normal self, you know? Yeah, I bet even flying, if you have to fly back to California for anything and all oh, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, it, oh, yeah. That whole area is just terrible. Cause he, it's where he broke the ribs and then he also messed up the, you know, the shoulder right here. He broke part of my back of my shoulder blade you know, and then cracked like right back here. Oh yeah. It, wow. it was bad. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. And then, um, I wanted to ask then like, what advice do you have for like, uh, young women that are now either, either now in an abusive relationship or involved at, in an abusive workplace? You know what? Get out right away. But I know that that's hard to say, but just always have a bag ready. I mean, just try to get out when it's safe. I mean, that's when I got, I mean, I did get caught. He caught me trying to leave, you know, I tried to do that, but just do it when it's safe. You know, don't listen to other people and be like, oh, why aren't you leaving? Sometimes you, you can't because that's the scariest time. That's like the most deadly time and people don't realize that, you yeah. know? So you need to have like a plan, like you need to know where to go and you need to, you know, have an actual plan. And most states, um, you know, have places for you to go. I know when I hit my my lowest point, I actually called a shelter. Isn't that terrible? And they were full because I had wow. nowhere to go. So, you know, because he took everything and I, I didn't have I left with nothing. So, you know, I and yeah so it was bad so it's just make sure you have a place to go and just don't wait you know and how many women like convince themselves like you know oh well this time he's going to be different he's going to change and stuff like that you know yeah yeah that's so hard because it's like a cycle that they do and then eventually they stop saying they're sorry and then it gets worse and you'll see that it's just a cycle, you know, it's, and if they read up on it, just, I say, just do some research on it and join some um, groups. There's a lot of chats and blogs out there. So that's why I'm trying to, you know, do some advocacy for California. I'm trying to do it where it's like more towards how can the judicial system help, you know, women more is what I'm trying to do so that they're not just stuck out there. Like, okay, now what, you know, because they only allow so much. But um, yeah, just join groups and you'll have other women to talk to or men. I mean, it happens to both. Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, I noticed, uh, you know, following your uh, Instagram page and stuff that uh, I, I maybe talk about some brighter topics now and where, where kind of life's headed for you today and stuff. But I noticed you did a uh, photo shoot recently, um, kind of cosplaying Emma Frost. How, how long have you been like a, uh, like comic book fan or. You know, they had me do um, Emma Frost cause they thought it was like suiting for me. <laughs> if that makes sense. And then I also did a Batman one, which I'm going to, um, I'll post some of those up too. And it was actually in a cave and that was in New York. So nice. it's just been for a little while. It just depends on my photo shoots and things like that. 
So I've done a few. I've done some um, in Mansfield, like freezing cold, you know. In the reformatory down there? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, freezing cold. It was like five degrees that day. You know, there's no heat down there. And oh, my goodness. I do a lot of like artistic stuff like that, too. I still do normal modeling. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I mean, it wasn't like it, it was kind of like the, the photographer's choice. It wasn't like you being a fan of. Yeah, it was their choice. So they wanted to make like an actual comic book with me. And then it's like, um, I did another one too. It's uh, the Canary, the the Black Canary or what is it? I have to think of who that is. I think I've heard of her too. It's yeah, like, she makes um, some sort of noise or something. Because I had, I had to be on a motorcycle for that one because I know how to ride. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I'm nice. in like this flat corset and stuff. It was a lot of fun though. That yeah, I just feel. I was trying to hear about your inner nerd, you know, and some of the. <laughs> I am definitely yeah. <laughs> I see. I'm more of like a girl who will just get like you know change engine coils on an Audi. I did that recently, and you know I'm just this first one who will like get all greasy and put my hair up and be like, oh, I got this, you know, and like awesome. something. That's just the way I am. To me, that's relaxing. Yeah, I could see that that how you and uh, Jackie are friends because she's yeah much the same way with that. yeah that's why i love her because she's like you know why i actually performed um aerialist stuff with them i don't know if you saw that on my instagram no was I, that uh i'll have for, to send uh, a video it. or the halloween show or something or it was for ohio bike week so oh, i did okay. an aerialist thing i'll have to send you um a picture of that or like a video because she's standing in front of it it's really cute Nice. But I'll send it to you. And oh, and I'm wearing their like booty shorts that say mushroom head on it. <laughs> so awesome. Cool. Yeah. And then um, like you posted something too about um, you know, motivation, uh what was it? Chasing your dreams, encouraging, mm -hmm. you know, people to chase their dreams. Like what other uh ways have you been like uh chasing yours? I've been back to like um refreshing myself as far as I still do real estate. So I'm still a realtor in Ohio. I still practice. And um, I do have another girl that I work with. So I still do commercial. And I have like some stuff that's going on right now in Tremont. So people still can, you know, contact me about that stuff. And I'll point them in the right direction. But I still do it all over the United States. I do referrals. And I monitor those. I'm really good at contracts. So I'm just kind of... Um, updating myself and learning like new software, new editing stuff as far as like that goes. Plus, um, as far as the industry goes, I'm still learning, um, you know, like the new software and stuff for that. It's a constant learning tool. I'm always like on there learning something. I'm taking some sort of class or doing something. So I'm back to doing that. I'm just refreshing myself, getting caught up on everything. Um, understanding the, you know, what's what, and, you know, just trying to get to where I'm the best again, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And like how a better way to protect your assets this time too. Like, uh, yeah. it yeah. sounds like you've, you know, a lot is being held from you that you've earned. Everything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything. And now, you know, you're like, I'm going to learn everything so I won't get fooled again, you know? Yeah. So that's I mean, I had no way to really touch the money. He was in control, all the money. And, um, I had to just work. So it just, I had no time really. I didn't even go shopping or anything, but I, the one good thing is, is I made a lot of car friends and bike friends 
but they, I've met a lot of millionaire and billionaires out there, like actual billionaires who actually taught me a lot. And I took those, you know, all that knowledge I learned and, um, you know, now I'm like looking at that software and those programs are talking about. So that way, when I get to certain tiers in my life, you know, I can be like, oh, I'm at this tier. I can invest in this. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just learning. I'm researching. I'm making sure like, okay, I got this. I'm kind of just doing like my five-year plan and all that kind of stuff where I'm ready, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Like um, during your time, like in the industry and stuff, like what is something positive that, you, and it sounds like you've, you've touched on a few of them, but what's something positive that you'll, you'll, you've learned and you'll always carry with you like going forward? I would, um, I met some really great people in the industry, honestly, and I've, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've learned, um, I had to learn about how to shoot with certain cameras and certain software and how to do deal memos, how to pull barcodes, how to do print work, how to, you know, talk to people in different languages, how to, you know, I had to work with every country imaginable. I mean, my, my resume now, nobody would believe. I mean, it's so extensive. It's ridiculous. Now they'd be like, yeah, right, girl. Like you really did all that. Like, come on, <laughs> you know, like seriously. And I'd be like, yeah, the hardest thing for me um, was all the different uploads and downloads and the rendering. Like I was like, oh my gosh, computer overload, you know, I'm like, I just, and then doing social media on top of it was so hard for me because I didn't have time, you know? So now I'm starting to do my social media. So I'm trying to learn backwards if that, you know, I'm like, all right, now I'm trying to figure out the simple things like, all right, how does Snapchat work? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I was always so busy doing the other stuff that I had to do and I had deadlines. So yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, tons about production and, you know, I always had people skills, but you know, I just, I, I learned a lot. So I take all that with me. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, uh, you know, you already got the brand and the name out there. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you're, uh, learning how to keep it. Yeah. Re reboot it and keep it fresh and connect with your audience and stuff more. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of, I, I wasn't sure what I was, if I was even going to use it or do anything with it, but you want to know why I worked really hard for that name. You know, that's my name. That's not his like Nadia North is me. That's not him. And he's not going to take that from me, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. So I'm just like, you know, I'm going to keep it. It's me. <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. <laughs> and, and I also noticed on your Instagram, you did a post where you like tagged uh, like triple X church. Yes. And it, what do you, what uh, do you have a, any kind of like working relationship with them on anything? Or? Yeah, actually they um, worked with Exotica. And I met them through there and they were amazing and they gave me a few books and stuff, but they actually saw me there. And I had to, one time when he went, I had to run down, it's called the hotties room, but they provide like all the dancers and stuff. And, um, you know, they'd bring me little gift bags. They brought me these little, uh, butterfly slippers and stuff, but they gave me a throwaway phone one time with minutes. And I'm like, what do I need this for? And they mm. go, we really think that he's that bad. Nadia, like, we're really worried about you. Like they were there for me and they saw, you know, it and I was able to talk to them through things when, you know, when things were really bad and 
you know, I didn't, I was so depressed, you know, so it was just, especially like when I did get him away from me and, but he took everything and I, I, you know, nobody would talk to me and I, that was my job. That was everything. That was my life. Like I just walked away from everything. So it was very different and just, you know, so now I'm like, all right, I'm in, I love doing, um, seminars. Seminars was like my thing. I love doing seminars. I love teaching like couples and people. So I'm thinking about doing like a podcast. Okay. And doing that. That's I, I would love to do that. So that's like awesome. one of the things I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, uh, I was saying, I mean, it's been like therapy for me too to be able to do this and just start yeah. talking to people and feel more, more comfortable in my skin and learn more about myself and learn, you know, pull the curtain behind, you know, the people I talk to too. It's, you yeah. know, so it's great. Yeah. And anything I can do to help, you know, let me know. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And obviously I'm in Ohio a lot. So, you know, we'll keep in touch for sure. Yeah, definitely. That sounds good. And I know uh, I'd mentioned, you know, I had a, a time crunch today. So yeah, we can get ready to wrap up here shortly. Yeah. But let me ask you a few of the questions that I normally ask my uh, guests that I have on here. Okay. Um, is there a particular song out there that has inspired you in life? That's something that's a go-to whenever you're feeling down and depressed, you need like a pick me up. Is there a, a one that never gets old and you, it's always on your playlist. I am so diverse, like for real, seriously, <laughs> I go from like, um, baby, I'm worth it. Like when am I pump song? Like when I'm like going to like, like a listing presentation to like bad bitch to five finger death punch to, you know, like, I mean, I'm like all over the place <laughs> for me. I'm like, it depends on my mood. <laughs> it just depends. So, yeah. yeah. And then what's a uh, class that you feel should be mandatory, but before graduating high school today? Hmm. That one, I think a social media and how it like affects your life class would be good. Kids yeah. need to realize that that is always out there and your employers are going to look at it. And I really think that that should be one of those mandatory classes. I've had that talk many times with my daughter. So mm -hmm. yeah. Like a life okay. skills type of social media class for sure. Definitely. And then, um, <clears throat> Who are three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'd have to, honestly, that's something I'd have to think about. You know, I know people who have helped me along and who've been amazing. You know, I have some people, but they're like people that I can't really say on air, you know? So they're just people that have been there for me, you know? Yeah, I, you know, so and Jackie's one of them. She's been one of my standbys and like, you know, one of my really close friends and my bestie. He's somebody who's stood by me like hardcore, you know, and I have some people in Newport that are amazing. And, you know, and of course, my dad, like he's taught me to always stand up for myself. I mean, I think it's a Navy thing. He's yeah. like you know, dust it off, girl, just, you know, if you fall, you're fine, you know, <laughs> like, you know, just come here, hand me this tool or do whatever. And I'm glad. Yeah, one thing I've learned like, is when you fall, fall forward. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> get back up and keep going, you know? Right. You're going to have setbacks, but we exactly. learn and move forward. As long as we're making some sort of forward progress, like in recovery, we say it's uh, progress, not perfection, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Good for And then you. are there any causes or organizations out there that you support and encourage others to check out? I, um, I go to the Herbs Palsy Network just because my... I do have a son who has um, Herb's palsy. He got stuck at birth, so he has a brachial plexus injury. So a lot of people don't know that about me, but that's why I flipped companies and worked so hard. And I was such a businesswoman. Is uh, He's had 14 major muscle and tendon transfers. So I'm really big in the brachial plexus community. So mm. the Herb's palsy network is huge and dear to my heart. So yeah. And the Ronald McDonald house um, is amazing. Like I've actually had to stay there with my son when he was there for months on end before. So that's something that I really support. Wow. But yeah. And then uh favorite toy as a child. Favorite toy as a child. I, I don't, I have to, I don't know. I don't know. I liked Hot Wheels. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say is you became a gearhead. So I, 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 liked, yeah. I liked Hot Wheels. Yeah. That was probably like my favorite. I used to play with them in the sand. So yeah, that's probably nice. it. And then any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? Uh, thank you for, you know, your service. And we do support you and love you dearly. Seriously. God bless. Awesome. Mm. Well, um, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I, I would definitely love to have you on again sometime because there's so much more, I think, topics that we could get into uh, and cover. We have more time, but uh, I learned a, a great deal about you that I didn't know before. And I, I, this was great. I love it. Um, so if there's any other fans in the audience uh, that, uh, or, 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 you know, fans or creepers out there or whatever in the boondoggle <laughs> audience that want to know more about what you're up to and, and follow you, where would you send them? Um, they can go to my Instagram, which is real Nadia North, or they can go to my Twitter which is Nadia XXX North, or then go to my TikTok, which is underscore Lux Talk. So then go to any of those, or my Facebook, which is, I think it's uh, Real Nadia North. Okay, yep. great. Well, I really appreciate your time. Could I get you to do one last favor for me before I let you go? Sure. I mind cutting a promo ID for the show. Just introduce sure. yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Sure. Hi, my name is Nadia North, and I'm listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nadia. I appreciate your time. You. Yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. I'll let you know when the next uh, ACU2 reunion is. Yeah, for sure. Let me know. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure... Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch. It's
my dick's got appetites. So let me speak about what it craves. It's an explorer, likes tight, wet caves. That's right, my shit's a spelunker. It likes to get inside the bitch's trunker. And you know it dips real deep. It makes me creep all around town in my sleep. But just a looking for a new treat, something sweet, yeah. And it's not your average sex toy. It brings a bitch's pain, and at the same time, it brings them joy. It's like a rabbit hound that just can't shake the scent. It doesn't even care if all my money's spent. It doesn't care about names or faces. It doesn't care about creeds or races. Just means ass on a daily basis. And in the courts, it caught many cases. It wastes my time always looking for something to stick. And like Houdini, it always got a new trick. I'm like a man with two brains. A lust-filled rollercoaster, yin and yang. It wants to creep inside like a moray eel. I'll give you 50 bucks just to cop a feel. You can be its extra value meal because me dick thinks you got sex appeal. My dick's got appetites. And it's got a bit large amounts. It's got them where it counts. Yeah. My dick's got appetites. I said that my dick's got appetites. And it's got a bit large amounts. It's got them where it counts. Ooh. My dick's got appetites. So let me speak about the appetites my dick got. It likes to bump up against the G-spots And then the bitches get real hot A natural addiction just like pot And it's big, fat, and hollow And it likes it when the bitches swallow And just like a swallow going back to Capistrano If I free it, then eventually the rest of me will follow I can't take it anywhere without it freaking 90 degrees is how it's peaking My dick can knock you out your box It's like a Swiss cat It'll fix your clock It's like a freight train My dick can't stop And just like my clock, my dick goes pop And the next thing you know, my dick is in your house And the next thing you know, my dick is in your mouth And so you moan and you groan and you roll your eyes And you know, to me, it's no surprise That we were both compromised by the wills and needs of my dick And now it's blowing up like Mount Etna Bitch, ain't you glad it met ya? The missing link between the birds and the bees A member of my body that you got to appease My dick's got appetites and it's got them in large amounts, it's got them where it counts, yeah. My dick's got appetites, I said that my dick's got appetites. And it's got them in large amounts, it's got them where it counts. My dick's got appetites, yeah. And since I've already been through it, let me express to you the way my dick do it. You see, my dick is high tech, high touch, especially up in them guts. And it demands more than 33 flavors It eats ice pussy like cherry lifesavers And here's something you'll savor The salty flavor of my dick upon your lips The way that it slides between your hips The way that it motivates your hips You see my dick's a 9 inch dental pick That all them bitches just love to grip And with a diameter 2 inches across Yeah, my dick it likes to play ring toss And because my dick be doing all the pushing it leaves them bitches looking like a pin cushion. Don't be afraid, my dick is not dangerous. However, it's very polyamorous. It's hard to catch, understand, and dictate, yo, bitch. My cock is on
know that last song was like daddy coming home. And you know you want more. And coming soon, you can find it at theflowwhiteshow.com. But for now, feel the flow exclusively here on today's Like I think like Drug Mart too on Tuesdays would give you like double prints for free. Right, right, right. And I say, get the eye when they hand it to me. I remember what's wrong with this guy. Of course, I had the colored hair, so I thought I was a fetish, you know, or something. I remember him, man, bringing his pictures in on Drew Weekend, you know, during the winter months. He'd be bringing, hey, here's what I did last summer, and. Somebody had a boat or something, and you were up at Putin Bay, and there's all these naked girls inside this boat lined up, and he's in the middle of them. <laughs> I'm going, God, man, I'm glad you're having fun, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you mocked the lifestyle, but yeah, it was fun, right? <laughs> but you're jealous. It was at dot com. Dollar Is that still is that still rolling? Dollar bill. Well, it's kind of evolved into this. Well, I mean, is, is that <laughs> it's domain Cleveland? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to make it professional. Couldn't be all about me. I, I can still remember that party we had at Cheers and Lakewood. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, that and was we, the Lothar retirement you, you, one. Yeah, you had the get up on. I never forget the pimp, that. The, the pimp, pimp outfit. outfit. Yeah, you had that pimp <laughs> on. That was neat. That's man. when Mike beat my ass with a double headed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> double headed. And I was like, yeah. Those those two fucking those two girls. They, they, had, this, they had this double dog dildo. You were there, weren't you? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He so comes out here like Bruce Lee. Tim's over there. He's messing with me. So I grab that thing and I go <laughs> cross the face and then that guy goes, her bouncer goes, leave the props alone. <laughs> that thing wasn't soft at all. No. Oh I, I mean, I gotta admit, I had a lot of wrist action on that thing. I think there was somebody getting on me too about, I can't believe you let them do that to Lothar. He was like in nothing but his tidy oh, whiteys yeah, yeah. standing there in the middle of the thing like like we were like auctioning him off or something <laughs> the only thing he was missing was the lime on him yeah. I, remember, I remember going to that party that night i can remember it like it was yesterday I, I i'm in lakewood i pull up to a red light and i'm looking in my mirror and there's two guys in the car behind me and they start kissing and i went <laughs> that was the encore. Yeah, was I told him I don't think they're ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you two wait outside. Cheers. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by 
Today's Boondoggle. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, domaincle.com or todaysboondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.